Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. We're not clumsy. We can't put that out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we promised a, a real big fish off. We went on a real big fishing trip together and we, we made those playlists for you. And then we recorded us talking about those playlists so everybody could decide who had the better playlist. Mm-hmm. And then it is like 20 minutes to a half hour long. And that's too long for an intro to this episode. <laughs> so it won't be the intro of this episode. We'll put it out on, on Wednesday or maybe tomorrow or mm-hmm. Monday or who knows. But it'll be out. You'll get to hear it. We'll, we'll put both playlists in the show notes for this episode. If you guys want to hear them and tell us who did better, me or George, I want to say me because you haven't heard it yet, but I might say differently at the end of the other episode. You'll see. Who knows? I'm great. Mystery. Yeah. So instead of doing that, which we have already done, but not done. How, how have you been, George? We're in the middle of an insane snowstorm. Yeah, dude, this is, uh, this is dumb, dude. Why? When did we become Texas? Is that too soon? People are dying. If we wanted to be like Texas, we could all hop on a plane and fly to Cancun, I guess, right? Yes, we could do that. Or we could blame it on a windmills like fucking geriatric Don Quixote, who <laughs> I shouldn't make fun of him. He is in a wheelchair, but you're not allowed to like when your state is literally on ice fire, blame it on green energy and then just take no responsibility at all. Yeah, no, no better response to a big tragedy than, I don't know, it wasn't me. Yeah, it was these windmills. Come on now, guys. We know it's the Green Deal. It's that dang AOC. Yeah. And that's their excuse? My, I think the most telling thing I've seen so far is they showed an image of uh, the highway in Texarkana and, like, half the highway is paved and the other half uh, is, is plowed and the other half isn't because that's the Texas half, which... <laughs> is crazy but also how fucking petty of arkansas to be like nope (laughs) yeah but i mean those are the choices texas made they wanted to skirt all these different tax issues and decided to cut themselves off from like national help on a lot of these things so the only good thing about texas is that it gave us six flags and i don't even give a shit about six flags that much (laughs) yeah I mean, I, I, I don't wish ill on the people of Texas, but the people in charge of Texas make terrible choices. Yeah, that's a good save. Thank you. Uh, yeah, dude, this I'm like, sure, I'm from New England. I'm kind of used to copious amounts of snow. Um, it does get annoying, but I know it's going to end. If any of our listeners in Texas are bummed, uh, please know that like, we're so sorry we're so sorry of the incompetence yeah of it, of anyone running your state it will uh, go away it'll go away uh pull a georgia and and just vote for whatever better o'rourke is running for because he seems all right and he knows yeah. who fugazi is so i support yeah. him he's a freaking tool but he's not ted cruz he's not ted cruz he does know ian mckay <laughs> yeah. i don't know if personally but he knows of him he's at least heard of him yeah I bet you if we like showed up to Ted Cruz's house and be like, go ahead, name one, one member of Black Flag. He couldn't. Oh, I don't know. There's that hilarious video where Ted Cruz is going through his Simpsons impressions. <gasps> oh, that's right. And then there was the one where you like shot a gun and cooked bacon on the barrel. Yep. 
He's such a man. He's so insufferable. Enjoy Cancun. I hope you get Montezuma's revenge. <laughs> anyway, who do we have on the show today, George? Oh, uh, we had a guest this week. We've been waiting. We've been we've been holding back. We were like, we gotta wait for the people. We've been sitting on this one for I, I wanna say I wanna say 40 episodes. 40-ish. 40 ish. 40 episodes. I think the the original I, I've never seen Scott Armstrong's body, I believe was on episode 10. I'd have to look I it up. I think you're right. But I think Elena was 10. So for 40 episodes, because this is episode 50, that's a that's a benchmark we, we have now hit. Happy anniversary. We did it. We did it. Yeah, so for 40 episodes, we've been talking about Scott. So we finally decided it was time to talk to Scott. So we have Scott Armstrong. Scott Armstrong! I, I am a big, big Scott Armstrong fan. He's great. You've told uh, you've told the story on the show of just like admiring Scott Armstrong. Oh yeah. I vehemently. I very poorly tell a story where I basically abandoned a whole set just to praise Scott for my whole five minutes that I was up there instead of doing my jokes. And it was worth it. I I would do it again. It was some of the most fun I've had on stage. But yeah, I mean that's a better way to tell the story than I tell it on the show, but look forward to how it comes out when I just meander through it and forget pieces and bounce all over the place. I'm a great storyteller. I think so. I think you're great. Hold on. I might sneeze. Oh God. No, I lost it. All right. Keeping it in. If you sneezed, I would have cut it out, but I'm keeping that in. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Those are the rules. I know this is off topic, but have you ever seen the episode of South Park where like Cartman is explaining a plan and then his face distorts and you're like, what is happening? And then he just sneezes and you realize like there's been no lead up to that. They just were like, what if he sneezed in the middle of his rant? It's it's a pretty good decision. I like they make weird choices. They make terrible choices, but sometimes they get it right. Much like Real Big Fish, like we were talking about on an episode either before or after this. That's right. Uh, There, There might be more than one Trey and Matt reference in my playlist. Who knows? Maybe, maybe you have not. to listen and find out whenever we drop that part of this. But it's important that you listen to this episode right now with Scott Armstrong. Dan, tell the people where we can find him. That's right. This is episode 50 with Scott Armstrong. You can find him on Instagram and Twitter with the same handle, Scott Abledo. Every time he says it, he chuckles, so I assume it's funny, but it's S-E-O-T-T-A-B-L-E-D-O-O, and that is on Instagram and Twitter. We should start rating our guests' Twitter handles, because like no one's going to beat uh, uh, Sean Cougar Melon Jordan, no. but... Uh, like, I feel like we need like a revolving list of like <laughs> some of our best ones. Yeah. So keep, keep ranking Scott, them. Just to me and Scott can hang out at the bottom of the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can also find Scott. He's the, the co-host at, on, on his Instagram. He's listed as the finder, which is hilarious since he's not an original host of the show, <laughs> but he's the finder and co-host of the, my voice sucks podcast that he does with Dan Clark, who, I love Dan Clark, but every time it comes up, I just want to be like, fuck Dan Clark. So fuck, fuck Dan, Dan Clark. Clark. <laughs> the goal is that we we create another crosstown beef with Philly comedian. Yeah, we we need to have if, if the, the Scott saga ends with Scott coming on the show, we need to start something new. So fuck Dan Clark. And eventually Dan Clark. we'll have Dan Clark on to talk about it. Yep. Fuck Dan Clark. And uh, Jake Matera is a bitch. 
I feel That's like right. are two very important things that we need to get across in this podcast. Yeah, I mean, we almost let Jake Matera's a bitch die, but it'll never die. Jake Matera's always a bitch. He's a bitch. Love you, Jake. Anyway, still a bitch. Scott Armstrong, <laughs> we're talking <laughs> humble. Pot on and fuck Dan Clark. Hey guys, I'm Scott. Uh, welcome back to Feel Feelings. With <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this yeah. is this is becoming the norm that we have other people on here hosting the show for us. <laughs> Genuinely. But anyway, Scott, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well, thanks, you know. Adjusting to our new normal with the novel coronavirus. So. It's been a year, Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of slow to pick up on things. <laughs> you guys hear about this thing called the coronavirus? What's up with that? Sounds like a fun beer fest. <laughs> There's gotta be some comedy here between the two things. <laughs> Scott is the only person left who still thinks it's novel. <laughs> it's funny because I can't even read. I don't know when that became the joke on the show, but I've just doubled out on the fact that I can't read. <laughs> one of us has to be stupid. <laughs> I'll be the stupid one. You do everything else. I will be the stupid, dumb boy yeah I, I like being the dumb one but i bragged about reading books at one point on the show so i can't yeah. do it anymore <laughs> you can't be the you can't be the dumb one i'm the dumb one see this you see this i bought it for the cover <laughs> what is, uh, billy bragg is it about billy bragg or by billy billy it's bragg? by billy bragg it's about um skiffle music oh okay so when you're done not reading it can i borrow it absolutely <laughs> all right <laughs> You can borrow Billy Bragg, Roots, Radicals, and Rockers. You can borrow the Johnny Marr, Set the Boy Free autobiography. I do actually want to read that one. It's got some pictures in it. Ooh, Um, that's what I go to biographies for. And then uh, this one, which I did actually uh, sound out about half of it because I thought it was important. Oh, yeah. And that's actually the, that's a that's a good book. That guy had a fun like history of comedy podcast for a while too. There's like a limited series thing you can go find somewhere or other. But we're not here to talk about other podcasts. But anyway, Scott, do you read books? <laughs> it's by it's by Cliff Nesterhoff. Yeah, it's oh, got a great name. Yeah, yeah comedians. I, I've been wanting to read that because he did something on Vice, like Funny How. So yeah, there yeah. I think, I think Meg has it. Someone someone who I lived with or do currently live with had it at one point or maybe currently. <laughs> Did I cover all my bases? <laughs> yeah, wait, so actually after Dan reads that, can I borrow it from him? Yes. Can we Perfect. just kind of do a little search? It's yeah, the you- sisterhood of the traveling book. <laughs> it, it fits everybody. <laughs> do I have anything else in here? I got to stop leaving stuff around here that distracts me while we're recording. <laughs> God, this is this is fun. I mean, we haven't done an official tour of George's studio yet. So if you want to, we have Scott here. We might as well. <laughs> That's my, that's my, that's my sea unicorn's finger. (laughs) Oh shit, that's a big finger. That's my uh, Garfield mug that I ash my incense in. Nice. Uh, That's, that it's a Garfield mug, but it says Debbie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The most ironic incense, is it? (laughs) (laughs) And that, that's my applause sign that I only turn on. (laughs) I'm, I'm. I'm I'm sort of jumping on your your sea unicorn's finger there, which is just a fun sentence to say out loud. Sea unicorn's finger. I, I'm just hopping on your sea unicorn's finger. Anyway, I, <laughs> if if anything is going to ever get me into TikTok, and nothing has really worked yet, mm-hmm. but I keep seeing videos of mascots on TikTok, and I'm just like, all right, 
so that is the like because i know there's like an every like a tiktok for everything i think mascot <laughs> tiktok is the one that will eventually suck me in it's our new normal yeah <laughs> Uh, recently, there was a trend for about a week where people were talking about minor league baseball team names. And part of me was like, awesome. The fi- finally, someone appreciates my dumb shit. And then it was also like, Psh, I, I got into it last year. I, was, I did it before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I've only been doing this my entire life. My people whole life the- is minor league baseball. I love yeah. it too much. <laughs> people people started messaging me and be like, oh, man, did you see this? It feels like it's right up your alley because you love the sea unicorns. And then I just sent them a list of team names that I had like pre put in my phone's notes yeah. setting. I was like, here's I 12 teams you should up. check out. <laughs> Scott, my- who's your favorite minor league baseball team? Yeah. <laughs> All of them, dude. They're so fucking great, man. Good cover. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're, they're going to get their way into the uh, national um, baseball league, the NBL. That <laughs> 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 yeah, wow. I'm like, oh no, major league. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the the very enjoyable part for that for me knowing the current situation in minor league baseball is they all just be, basically became unaffiliated like they they just are no longer major league baseball affiliated baseball like at That's all. My favorite thing is the fact that like they changed their team name from like the Connecticut Defenders to the Norwich Sea Unicorns, and then pa- the pandemic hit and they've never played a game. So if yeah. they go under. They will be like the greatest named team that never played the game. <laughs> yeah, that that's like my my uncle used to date this woman who worked for the NHL and she would just get us all this like weird memorabilia stuff. And like there was an all star game 1994, I want to say that didn't happen. The NHL strike happened. So the all star game didn't happen. So I have all of this like 1994 NHL strike like memorabilia for games that just were never played. Like, I can't I love believe that, that like you got the losing team. Like you were a child in a tribe in Africa. They got like the losing Super Bowl team shirt. You you want to know another fun thing that I have? <laughs> sure. When the Eagles lost just to the Patriots, a, a Dewey Beach Truman shirt. What? Yeah. When, when the Eagles <laughs> lost to the Patriots, the the first time they played in the Super Bowl, I have the banner that says the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So when the Eagles actually won the Super Bowl, I was like, I don't care. I already have the history that I needed. I already got the merch. Yeah. Although I, I I feel like having having your your merch shipped overseas and seeing it that must be a very humbling experience. Uh, Scott, what's something that makes you feel humble? You should see the eye roll going on on camera, folks listening at home. I just want to point out Danny's professionalism with this fucking segue. I'm really proud of that segue, but also I don't want to go too far without bringing you up to speed on the the Scott Armstrong lore on our show, which I know yes. I know you're aware of it. We have spoken of it, but I do want to have your on record response to Elena Clune has never seen Scott Armstrong's body, and that has become a running thing throughout 50 episodes of this show. Which this is episode 50. Thanks for being on episode 50. It's behind yeah. a paywall. <laughs> oh, fuck. If we ever put up a paywall, I'm quitting. <laughs> yeah, this show has, like, the curse of Scott Armstrong's body. She she yelled it, and then she just lost power in her house, and just we didn't have her for the rest of the episode. So you, yeah. you have affected our show greatly over the last 50 episodes. She's just going like, to end up at a mental institution, just, like, shaking, like, Scott's total cholesterol is 249. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, I feel like knowing you that that's the actual number. <laughs> Body's fucked up. Yeah, and you're immensely aware of it. <laughs> Got a lot of things wrong. Let's start with thing one. <laughs> anyway, yeah, what's something that makes you humble? It was funny. I didn't want to ever share with this. So I was just like thinking of things like, I don't know, I've come too fast a few times and like, happen. I've like been injured. But actually got sober um, like a few months ago. So there I think that has definitely been fucking hard and kind of made you <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm kind of a sack of shit. So <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think the last time that we saw each other in person was that night. I think it was like Jack, former guest of the show and friend of the show, Jack, was really- moving out and you had just recently moved in maybe. And we all wound up going to some bar in Fishtown. And it was just us three sitting at a bar because we were just bored and nothing was happening that night. And I was like, I was thinking back, I was like, that was the last time I've seen Scott Armstrong. It was in a bar. And now to hear that you're sober, we're going to have to go to a bookstore or something. Yeah. That's right. We're we're very book friendly on this show. I don't know if you heard. Welcome to Book Club. Um, This is now Book Club. Yeah, we're going to go to Barnes and Noble and just all go in on one book. Like, all right, I get to read it first. Then George gets it. Scott goes last. He picks his nose when he reads. And oh, so yeah, we, we don't want to pass that along. There's a novel coronavirus. It's so novel. <laughs> I always tell people, like, oh, yeah, this is a really good book. I'll let it to you after. But I pick my nose when I read. Like, it's just second nature. <laughs> and just get fucking gross. <laughs> Why are all these pages stuck together? Not for the reason you'd usually think. It's boogers. <laughs> but still, very sexy book. Very sexy book. Infinite Jess, 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh, fuck. Don't tell Jesse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Should I expand on this? Like, I don't want to just be like, yeah, oh, let's... I got Uber. Anyways, let's... I pick my nose when I read. Uh... Well, how, how much do you want to go into it? Is there like yeah. a a big final cause or was it just enough is enough? Yeah. It was just like, it was one of those things. Like I I've been trying to stop drinking the past three years, but most of it, it was kind of just by myself. Cause I didn't want to tell anyone that I might have some faults. So I would just be like, Oh, I'm doing sober March or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, try- I'm just trying like sober March, April, May, June. We'll just see how it goes. <laughs> I would get like halfway through March. Like I'll try it in April. And then like, black out and piss my friend's couch be like going back on the wagons <laughs> like i literally like in the span of six months i think it was like my 25th birthday i like drank at a friend's house and then pissed his couch and then he's like <laughs> I, I was like mortified and he's like oh no it's all good we're getting a new couch i'm like but not because i pissed it right you were planning on getting a new couch before this. And then, no, it's all good buddy that's our piss couch you, you i don't know how you knew that going in but you, you picked the right one this is the spot you're gonna sit in for the intervention so <laughs> no no yeah. it's okay we'll talk tomorrow about this yeah. <laughs> get some sleep <laughs> But then uh, that the following December, we had New Year's Eve at his house. And he was like, don't get too drunk. And I was like, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, because they had gotten a new couch. So I pissed the new couch. Like, you pissed two couches? You I pissed two couches, yeah. And this one they weren't as forgiving about because they had just gotten it. So <laughs> thankfully, because like his, his now wife was understandably a little heated she was like i want him to get us a new couch and he was like we could just get it clean by like 
I don't know, was it Raymore and Flanagan or whatever? So I just paid like a hundred bucks to have it like dry or like steamed or something like that. How is your relationship with them now? <laughs> I think it's a little strained. I try hard to be like, oh, everything's better now. But I mean, <laughs> I, mean I apologize. Like it was very heartfelt about it. Yeah. I but like, I mean, when you piss someone's couch twice. <laughs> everything I do is twice and I'll elaborate on that later. So, <laughs> so after that, like I woke up, I was mortified that I pissed his couch and I was like, well, I better drink to not feel terrible about this. It's <laughs> <laughs> 6am. I'm just fucking like going to town. I'm like all the leftover wine. They finally wake up. I'm like, sorry, I pissed your couch again. <laughs> and then ran through the window. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. And I just had like five paper towels and I put them down like I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> please, please understand that I am trying. <laughs> I, I just picture you sitting there like and you're, you're telling them and they're like, did he do it this morning or did he do it overnight? His wife thought I did it because I was pissed at them for some reason. Like I was just drunk. I mean, that, that is drunk logic. Pissed at somebody. So you piss. <laughs> That's true. She she thought I like did it like standing up. I'm like, no, I did it passed out, laying down. This is a yeah. big difference. I, I get <laughs> I get why the relationship might be strained. If if she's somebody who thinks you would stand up and piss on a couch, she might not think too highly of you. <laughs> what else is he capable of? Yeah. <laughs> he sure can fucking read. <laughs> why are these yellow pages on our books all like what happened <laughs> but yeah so so after that that was about three years ago so i did 36 days dry and that was like i was telling everyone was like, i'm getting serious about this but i didn't really like i didn't like you know work a program or kind of get serious about it i just didn't drink which i thought was sustainable but it wasn't and so like, you know, I, I kind of felt good. I was like, oh, I hit the 30 day mark. And then I got to 36 days. And I was like, damn, I wonder what craft beer tastes like. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I've almost forgotten. <laughs> I mean, that, that's always the problem I run into when I'm like, like, I'm just going to do this for however, like if I'm going to do this for a month and then like the month hits and then it's like, all right, so I did it for a month. That was easy. I guess I didn't need to worry about it. And then you just go right back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. You go back to right. I mean, not not to speak for you. Everyone's different, but like, yeah. After I drank those two craft beers, I went back to work, and then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. I worked in marketing, so I went out with a coworker. Like, yeah, this is what us creatives do. Ever seen Mad Men? But then. <laughs> But then after I went home and cheated on my wife. No. <laughs> Let's fulfill like... this madman experience. <laughs> I'm going to on your girlfriend with your wife. Yeah, I'm going to cheat on my girlfriend with my wife and then hit one of them. <laughs> madman. <laughs> you hear about Scott? He went to Korea with a firearm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because yeah. I know it's a reference. I haven't seen too much of that. Oh, he, he was in the army. I don't, or so he was in some armed forces. I've never Dick seen Dick Whitman. You can, uh, fucking spoil Mad Men. It's been off the air for a decade. It also feels unspoilable because I watched two and a half years of it, and I feel like if you told me the same thing happened for the rest of the series, yeah, it just got a little more groovy with the 60s. Yeah, <laughs> they, they just did more drugs, had more money, and had more sex that they regretted later. Yep, like, all right. 
However, very quotable show, as we've talked about on this show. I've yeah, named but- songs left and right after quotes from Mad Men for no other reason. Also, I just like uh, there's a scene where they're trying to get the the account for Mountain Dew and they're try- they're just getting hammered in the break. And they're room just to not sing. cool enough. They're just not cool enough. They're not doing the do. No, they're like trying to mix it with different alcohols to see like how they can market it for adults to drink Mountain Dew. And so they're just getting shit hammered in the break room. And finally someone goes like, you know, vodka and Mountain Dew kind of works. And then the other person goes, "Uh, two ingredients is not a cocktail. It's an emergency. And it's such like a (laughs) iffy fucking line. It's it's a shame that that back then in the 60s, they didn't know that they just needed to like stunt the development of a whole generation of dudes. And then they would just have loyal fans forever. Yeah. (laughs) And then when it gets a little stale, code red. Wait a second. What did you say, Carl? (laughs) People are saying it kills you sperm. Let's make a red flavor. (laughs) Good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then coke is just desperately trying to figure out their own they're like let's call it surge and then yeah. it goes under i i i just drank surge by like the gallon i i drank surge so much surge in my life i don't even remember the taste of it like they they had that whole push a couple years ago of it like coming back to stores and everything and i was like yeah. i i cannot reintroduce this to myself i cannot do it. <laughs> like I, I still watch all the nickelodeon shows but i can't do the commercials anymore <laughs> there's a burger king not too far from where i live and i guess burger king ran a uh promotion where they had surge for a couple months and they were like oh if you want surge you come to burger king burger king's got surge oh man did you hear high c's coming back to mcdonald's i'm gonna Go to McDonald's for orange high C. Never mind. I, I lost. I lost it. I couldn't keep it up. I couldn't maintain. I mean, you can't keep it up with Mountain Dew either. So you know, no one can keep it up with Mount, too much Mountain Dew. You know, it just moves too fast for you. It's too extreme. <laughs> hey, babe, I can't get hard, so I'm gonna play Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> That's why everyone's swearing on Call of Duty. Flaccid <laughs> <Yeah>. penis. <laughs> They're just mad at their limp penis. <laughs> hey, Dan, make sure your mom doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, no, she'll she'll be fine. No, nah, I'm like a sweet boy, so I think moms like me. You are a sweet boy. You give off the sweet boy energy, and then you piss on a couch. <laughs> <laughs> and my damn addiction brings me down. <laughs> I just need someone named Melinda in their 40s to tell me I'm a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> If I had a nickel or a clean liver on the transplant list. <laughs> <laughs> but how are you feeling now, now that you are like, uh, I mean, while we were talking, you didn't pop what looked like Tums, so I imagine the acid Oh, it's a nicotine lozenge. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I figured like, oh, I quit drinking, but that acid reflux is still gnarly. <laughs> so- I guess there are other causes for it. <laughs> I don't piss on people's couches anymore. I just kind of puke a little, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So that happened. Pissed couch happens. So this was like three years ago. So kind of just fast forward to like something fucked up happening to me, me staying dry for a little bit and then just going out and drinking. So this September I started getting like the withdrawals and when you start getting alcohol withdrawals, they get worse with time. So I went to a little detox center and uh, it's funny because like the, the day before I'm getting fucked up and my roommate Dan, he's like, 
Scott, you know, you don't have to like drink. You're going to be at detox. You don't have to keep drinking until then. I was like, I'm getting my money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take every little bit out of my body. <laughs> Why am I picturing just you in a corner, like huffing whiskey, just... <laughs> Just in a trench coat, just being like, I paid money for this. I'm going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> trench coat because we're talking about a madman. <laughs> yes. It was a madman themed party <laughs> to send you off to detox. <laughs> God, I bet you they have their own like hat and coat rack for all the trench coats people wear in there and all the fedoras that they have to hang up. I watched Mad Men for six seasons and I just got way too into it, guys. And, and yeah. the, the show's off the air now. I have to I have to move on. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We've seen this before. How is your wife girlfriend taking this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's just happy to have me back. <laughs> it's just January Jones, too. Like, January Jones <laughs> is actually his fictional character. It's like, listen, I go through a lot of these. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder if she's still fun. She was doing crazy shit at the beginning of the pandemic. Her Instagram was a blast. She was doing, like, weird art shit. And oh, I fun. haven't looked at it in, like, six months. Dude, all of, every fucking celebrity got, like, social media fatigue. Because I felt like once the pandemic started, they're like, oh, I'm going to use this as an outlet to be fun. And then mm -hmm. they realized how hard being a shit poster is. So Yeah, then there was the <laughs> backlash on the Gal Gadot Imagine video. And everyone's like, maybe maybe I don't want to talk. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, I forget what it was for, but Jon Stewart joined Twitter a couple days ago and everyone was like, yay. And then he realized like, oh, this is fucked up. But I think he deleted it like two days later. Yeah, he had like a million, million followers like right away. Yeah, he was like, oh, I didn't need this. I'm just living on my like my pet farm thing that yeah. he lives on. That apparently is right where Casey's parents live. So I'm going to sneak onto that farm. <laughs> you just start mooing and you'd be like, they'll never Whoa. know the difference. <laughs> No, get that kid out of the garden. <laughs> am I am I co-hosting with a cow now? <laughs> no. Ever hear that really dumb blonde oh, it's joke? It's just George. You ever hear that dumb blonde joke where it was like three bank robbers run off and one of them's a redhead and she hides behind a cow when the cops are looking for her and she goes moo and the cops goes like oh it's nothing but cows and then another, like the brunette hides in the uh, chicken coop and she goes like chicken noises. And the cops are like, ah, oh, it's just chickens. <laughs> I'm picturing this is like someone is telling this story on TV and you're giving us the closed captioned version. This is the closed captioned version. And just this is chicken noises. <laughs> verbally sign languaging, which yeah. is just called talking. talking. Um, uh, and, uh, and then the last one is uh, the blonde bank robber hides behind a bunch of potatoes. And she goes, potato, potato. <laughs> it's a dumb joke. I mean, but it does make me smile. It's very stupid. It's very stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's literally the equation of a joke. At the end, it has to give you a little smile. Yeah. yeah. Just a little smile. I'm pretty I've, good at them. I've, I've persisted on eight years of stand-up comedy on just little smiles. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta set the bar low so you're never disappointed. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. That was why, like, I went through, like, a couple months where I was just like, I'm not going to look at any of my jokes or write anything new. But because if I don't prepare and it goes well, wow, I must be good. And if I don't prepare and it goes horribly, I get to blame it on the fact that I did not prepare. Yep. <laughs> you guys should make the theme of the next episode sabotage. <laughs> sabotage. 
We'll get shut down by the Beastie Boys, unfortunately. They actually have the trademark to sabotage. Anyway, I, I was going to tell a story, a stand-up story, but we might be close to break. So let's take a break, and then I'll come back and tell one of the most fun times I ever had on stage. Because we, we kind of went into it, but uh, it's it's very Scott-related. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I definitely want to tell the story, but let's go to break, and then we'll come back and we'll tell the story. Roll the commercial! John Koppel is back with the second season of Peaks, the podcast that takes a closer look at the peak years of the celebrities that dominated pop culture. The guests this season are incredible, except I'm not on it still, so we'll have to talk about that. And the takes are hot, so hot. Celebrities this time around include Mike Tyson, John Candy, Mike Myers, Leo, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, I know so much more about Quaaludes because of that man. And John Candy, he's everybody's uncle. Now, despite the fact that they have refused to let me on to talk about how amazing the actor Brendan Fraser is and how he deserves the credit that he is so due, you should definitely subscribe to Peaks. It's an amazing podcast. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And John's a great guy, despite his aversion to having me on his own show. John. I'll be on the show. We're back. Wow. What a break. Wow. <laughs> I feel I feel refreshed and all all anew, ready to tell this fun, fun story. So so we were at a show at Kenneth Flash, which is its own it's its own beast. Like it is it's a really fun place to do a show, but there's just like a weird tension no matter what. Like I don't I don't know how else to describe it. Like it's just like something's off, but the show is fun. It's like mom just yelled at dad and like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've thrived in those moments. <laughs> so So we're we're doing this show and it was like an open call on Facebook thing and there's like, yeah, throw your name in and we're doing like a series of shows throughout the summer and then we find out after the fact that it's like a competition and everybody's like working up like a, a bracket and there's a finals and like a day to come back and if you win and all this stuff. And I didn't know that until I got to the show and I, I, I found out the date of the next show and it was a date that I, I couldn't do. I, I was busy. I had work. So I, I, I had to follow Scott. I should have told that part first. This story is all out of order. What is your name? I don't remember. I was just <laughs> winging the story, and I realized I left out the important parts. The important parts. Scott was on the show. Also, it was it was me, Scott, Dan Clark. Fuck Dan Clark. It's just really fun to say. I love Dan Clark. Uh, John Koppel and Gene Meyer, and we're we're in this like barely out of the room green room, and Scott's up there and not not doing well to the crowd, but crushing like i i don't know how he wasn't doing better i was laughing so hard he was doing so good that like me knowing that i i could not like gain anything from winning this competition i just went up and like my entire set was like you guys suck you you need to like you should have given scott more he deserved more you, you need to like take a second and look within yourselves and try to figure out why you didn't think that was funny because that was fucking hilarious 
And like anything I said that got a laugh, I was like, take that laugh. <laughs> and if, if you want to vote for me because you think whatever this is that I'm doing is funny, give that to Scott. He deserves it. And it was, it was so much fun. And like, I don't think I've had more fun on stage because like I was just in a like total fuck it mode because I was legit mad at them because Scott did great and they were terrible. Thank you. I, I felt indebted to you ever since. <laughs> <laughs> that debt is clear for coming on the show. You can ascend to your higher being now. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that that was such a fun show. And then I, I ended up getting booked on a couple things after that because they were like, oh, I guess you can be fun. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so that, that's, that was a turning point for me of like, oh, just be like, fuck it. I'm like, whatever. Tell your jokes or don't tell your jokes. Just whatever. Have fun. So like, it ended up being like a, a good turning point moment for me also. It was nice. But was it humbling, Dan? It was not humbling. Actually, it was kind of humbling in the sense that like, you could do incredible and these people just won't care no matter what. That was kind of a humbling experience. But like um, the, the thing I was going to talk about to not talk about that story anymore because it's done. It's over. It's over now. We've moved past it. We have. So the I, I started like going through like nature and stuff like that. And I was trying to think of like a good example because like. There, it, like nature in general is a very humbling thing. Like you, you leave your house and you look around and you're like, I'm very small. It's a hmm. very humbling feeling. But I, I just watched my octopus teacher on Netflix. And it's this guy basically like falls in love with an octopus. And it's, it's a documentary. It's, it's sweeter than that description would sound. It's very sweet. But like this guy, he's a, a videographer and he just started swimming. And then like day after day, he would go to the same spot and he started to kind of pick up the little nuances of the area and then figured out that there was an octopus that lived there. And then started like forming a relationship with this octopus. <laughs> and it, it, it tells a fantastic story. Like I, 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 I very, very sentimental story, a very sweet story. Did you but, cry like, during this documentary? Um, no, there are definitely moments where you, you could like they they definitely try to pull it out of you but like they didn't really do it to me but like there's just like the scope of the whole thing is so well presented of like you're just a small part of a big thing that's happening like it it does a really good job of presenting that kind of story like idea I'm just cracking up when you said like he realized an octopus was there, just him like treading water and picking up a giant turd. Like, yeah, there's an octopus around here. It, it really, it really is breathtaking when you see it because like I, I couldn't possibly describe it better than the visuals of the movie itself. He falls in love with an octopus. But like, you, you see, like the the very first shot he has of this octopus is it like like totally hidden by like shells and stuff that it like piles on top of itself. And then as the guy gets closer to it, it just like sheds them all and like runs away. And it is just unbelievable to see something so aware of its surroundings that like it knows there's a new thing here and it needs to protect itself. I just like I like the idea of the octopus being threatened by there being a difference in its like uh, habitat. So it placed a shell on its head and got real low to the ground. <laughs> And then when he got closer, he was like, fuck, he sees me and he goes away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't like it. It's weird because it's a documentary, but there is stuff to spoil. So I don't want to say too much about it. But like you see all these things that the guy saw coming back into play 
after he's like formed this relationship and the octopus is comfortable around him and you, you get to see how those things are actually like functioning in that octopus's actual like natural life and it's it's really breathtaking but like all that stuff is very humbling that like one th this is dude who just went swimming for every day for a year to hang out with an octopus like that is humbling in itself of like <laughs> having that kind of drive he has a family and the family is like we get it <laughs> like go <laughs> that does sound very sweet uh so a part of me understands where you're coming from or humbling, but I also, because of the times that we've talked about on this show, I feel like, are you humbled by like the process that he went through? Because I know you're a big process guy. You know, with, with this one, I, I thought that was kind of like what it was going to be for me, but then it's just really well done. Like mm -hmm. it, it would, it presents its point of like nature is worth preserving and that like nature doesn't, care about you but you need to care about it or says, like says the man with a dead shark behind him how dare you you may think it's from ikea and i know it's from ikea but you watch <laughs> yourself i mean that's that's also a weird thing to me of like it's like I, I have it up there because i think it's funny to have a a shark hanging like i just caught it but like it's also like paying homage to like actual shark hunting and i'm like <laughs> i don't know if i want that that's not great <laughs> It's like when you see people wearing faux fur, you're like, all right, cool. I get it. You you tricked the system, but like someone sees you, they don't know it's fake. So yeah, yeah, they make impossible fur. Yeah. <laughs> impossible fur. It's yeah, the, human the, hair. The red, paint, the red paint just rolls right off. Oh, <laughs> uh, I want a full fur, fur coat made out of human hair. Okay. Is that weird? I have hit a full year since my last haircut. Wow. It was this week. Yeah. Nice. Which... Not worth it, but I do kind of like having long hair. I think it's been about like five years for me. Do you still like have to like get it like shaved and stuff? Or no, I do that. Like I do that hunched over the tub. Nice. <laughs> what, it's honestly what? like if I ever get walked in on while shaving my head, I'm going to have like some explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> like I just look like some sort of serial killer, just like hand up against over the tub with just a razor going from the back to the front shirtless with just my gut and my, and my man boobies hanging over. And then like, I know our roommate who's Casey's little brother will walk in and be like, Oh, sorry. I was like, you have to die now. <laughs> yeah. That's your, your shaving your head process is the ring video. Yeah. If anyone sees how I do it. Although that I talk about this, my mom for Christmas gave me a skull shaver, which is, Oh, it's like a, it's like those electric shavers with the circles in them, like the. Oh, so it has a little bend to it. Yeah, so it's got a bend to it, and it like you put it in between your fingers and you wear it like a glove, and then you just go over your head with it. Wow. You just go to your head at Burger King, like, yeah, can I get some of that high C? Yep. <laughs> I want some ectoblast. Do you guys have high C ectoblast? <laughs> What? Huh? I can't hear you over the skull shaver. That, that's like the the bald man version of the Floby. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Fuck, remember the Floby? <laughs> what is that? It's a it's a vacuum that cuts your hair. Yeah, you it's was it an attachment or was it an actual vacuum? I think it was a vacuum attachment that okay. you, like you put on and then they just like run it across your hair and it like gives you a nice even cut. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, you can tell someone with a Floby haircut. <laughs> like if you go to like 1985 and look at like a dad 
who's probably in his like mid to late thirties, they all had Floby haircuts because they couldn't be bothered. <laughs> it, it seems like one of those ideas that is like, yeah, I did it. I crushed it. I changed the haircut game forever. But then it is just so goofy that like, no, nah, no one's ever going to actually. Does it come this. with like a pair of white New Balances? Yeah, yeah. I do. And yes, they are New Balances. I was on a, a show earlier this week uh, called What Works For You. And uh, me and the host uh, have this tentative argument that he thinks Air Monarchs are the way to go for the dad shoe. And I said that the New oh, no, Balances. It's, new balance. it's 100% it, right? New Balances. It's New Balances. It's like it's the same shoe, but Nike makes them. It's the Nike uh, one, yeah. But yeah, it's it's one hundred percent New Balance because Nike still Nike Nike doesn't have the same like I'm done implied as a New Balance. <laughs> like I only can buy New Balances because of my back, Dan. How dare you? Well, see, that's the thing. <laughs> I I think they are incredibly comfortable shoes, but I just don't own any because I just haven't given up yet. <laughs> I got a na- pair of new bounces, only- but they're nice. They don't look like your wife just fucks someone else. Like they're, <laughs> they're not the cock <laughs> shoe. <laughs> yeah, they, they look like your wife just fucks someone else at your request. Yeah, exactly. I, I, my heels are supported by fresh foam while I'm watching her. Today. Listen, this is my fantasy. Okay, babe, I love you so much. I want you to sleep with another man. And then while I'm mowing the lawn in my white New Balances, I'm going to catch you in the window and I'm not going to stop you. I'm just going to watch. Yeah. And, and yes, I will finish cutting the lawn. Sorry. <laughs> He'll finish, and then that, I'll like, finish cutting the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> the new bounces go from like the ones with like regular shoelaces to like uh, the Velcro ones because that's like the stage in between like being forty and having stage four like dementia. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, uh, g- genuinely hoping that like Velcro makes a comeback. Just like, I am pro Velcro. The sure. two strap Velcro. I just honestly like I would go get some orthopedics. And that's the thing is that I don't understand why people rave over, um, I guess, their Air Force Ones because Air Maxes are like trendier than Air Force Ones. Air Force Ones, they're pretty much just like white or black, right? I'm, I'm not big on the, the shoe game. I'm glad Scott's here to look stuff up. I, the only the only shoes I know, I really liked the pair of Sean Kemp's that I had when I was in elementary school. Af, after that, shoes are just shoes to me. I have a question. <laughs> Who's Sean Kemp? He played for the Seattle Supersonics, who are also no longer a team. That's not a so. team. <laughs> I do a weekly uh, search of sports teams so I can sound educated <laughs> on the show. On that one wasn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, they, they stopped being a team probably early 2000s, I guess, maybe late 90s. Are the Charlotte Hornets still a thing? They are again a team. They, oh, they, yeah. stopped, they stopped being a team, but they are again a team. They blooped out of my list for a while and then they came back into the list. <laughs> one of the, the fun things I learned with them is they they moved to New Orleans and they became the New Orleans Hornets. And they were like, no, that doesn't make sense. So they became the Pelicans. They became the Pelicans. Yes. And when they became the Pelicans, the like copyrights on the name reverted back to Charlotte, I guess. <laughs> and the the new Hornets, the expansion team Hornets, has all of the old records and everything from the team that was in Charlotte before. <laughs> so like, it's just like a weird technicality that they're not an expansion team. They're just a restarted basketball team. <laughs> That's fair. I don't mind that. 
Um, I mean, George, you have issue that uh, Dan brought up the Supersonics, but didn't mention that home games were played at Key Arena, originally known as Seattle Center Coliseum. That's the stuff that George gets up for. Yeah. Let me tell you about... uh, No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I was really trying... I was going to set you up to be like, yeah, George is a real stadium nerd. Tell him about your favorites and just to see what you could do. Nassau Coliseum. There you go. Uh, I got hit in the foot with a hockey puck once. Pretty sure it fractured it when I was a small child. Uh, I also got beamed in the face with a, a New York Dragons Arena football T-shirt from a cannon at that same Coliseum. <laughs> um, then there was also wherever uh, the Whalers played, but that's not a place anymore. There's Sports Haven in oh. New Haven, but I think that's just a horse betting building. <laughs> I was going to say, as a sports fan, Sports Haven is my favorite place to sport. It's a good sport. <laughs> it is the haven for it. It is. Yeah. It's a safe haven. It's a safe anyway, space. <laughs> George, what's what's something that makes you feel humble, aside from sports conversation? <sighs> it's, it's, not, it's not humbling. It's just embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I've had to ask what shape the ball is and whatever sport they're talking about, <laughs> it's tough. Um, I would say because, uh, comedy isn't really happening that often, but I was like when my friends would get up on stage, I like open mics or shows and then you just annihilate it. Kind of like how you were talking about with Scott killing. And then you just be like, he deserves more. Pay that man the respect he deserves. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I went up and I did okay. And then to see my, it's not like a jealous, uh, humbling. It's just like, uh. Uh, a motivating, humbling thing where it's like, okay, I'm not at the level that they're at today. Oh, yeah. When when you see that the room is capable of it and you didn't get it, you're like, oh, damn it. Yeah, that's where it is. <laughs> but a uh, quick shout out to um, a friend's band. Um, they're called Still Hungry. They're very good. Uh, I've re- I was recently humbled this week because they released a new single and to promote it, they sent out a link uh, if, if, I think the link is still up if you guys want to go check it out. It's horse sig, like the the animal, and then the abbreviation for cigarette, dot still hungry, dot band. And they developed a video game for you to play on your phone. You have to collect all these little, like, very early graphic, like, computer game fireworks that are stashed yeah, in different yeah. band rooms. And you'd shift through and walk through and you pick up all these fireworks and at the end of the game they play their new single and then they have like this like eight bit fireworks show go off and it was just so like i'm doing something where i'm putting out a very dumb thing on april 1st uh and i was like all excited about it thinking like oh man i'm gonna do this thing on april 1st that's gonna be really funny as an april fool's joke and then my friends literally made a video game and it's like I wasn't even trying. Yeah, yeah, and I, I know that feeling a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I've being being someone who who like kind of dips their toe in a lot of different artistic fields. I get surpassed by so many people on a regular basis. So I'm just like, I, what am I even doing? Yeah, it was just it was incredible to see, and like I'm so proud of them for doing it. They're an amazing band. Uh, if if you're into it, uh, definitely check them out. Um, but like a video game and they're like a local band like they're a band based in asbury uh yeah, it was it was a very cool thing i did work my way through it eventually yeah it's it's tough yeah. on the phone 
and like the controls are a little wonky, but like, boy, howdy, so much fun and such an innovative, like fun thing to do. Or like when we were talking about a couple months ago, we're like Zach Clark, a guy that like yes. you're familiar with. And I, I knew from back in the day, uh, another musician faked his own disappearance to like start promoting his new album. And also for the health insurance. But and also for like, the health insurance. <laughs> but no, like his whole Instagram for about six weeks was him pretending to be a private eye held up at the holy shit hotel. And there was all these clues hidden within the Instagram messages and stuff. And then at the very end of it, it's, it's just like, oh, we found him. He has a single. Here you go. <laughs> it was just like the lengths that people go to. Because like... I don't know if this is a sign of the times at all, but I feel like to promote music and promote comedy, you would have to go out and tour and hopefully like make a music video that gets up on MTV or Fuse or VH1 or something, or gets airplay on some sort of like college radio, even further back. Like if your song got played on college radio, then maybe you'd be able to make it. And bands and uh, other artists have become so creative into how to get their art out there that yeah. I'm Im immensely impressed and humbled in the fact that I'm still on the playbook of like 1999 being like, we got to play every weekend and go all across the country. And then hopefully like the next time we come through town, 30 people will be there instead of 10. And it's yeah. like, no, it's the not how this build. fucking works anymore. People are making video games catch up. Yeah. I, I, I went through that and like, like the small because like it's not super like intricate on the detail, but just the stuff of like you go up to the drums and you don't hear the drums until you go up to the drums. Mm -hmm. And like those things were like you're, you're hearing a song build and it's like pulling you into this song while you're playing a game. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then and then I had uh, like I sent it out to people. I think I sent it to you uh, yeah. and then I sent it to a couple other friends and I was like, you guys got to do this. It's a video game. And it like it, once you get to the end, you get to listen to like the band's new single. And they're like, it seems like a lot of work. Playing a video game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's our fucking generation, though. True. Like, anyone, yeah. like, anyone that sends me like a YouTube video that's over a minute, I won't watch it. So, oh, really? Like... <laughs> well, I'm from the different. Well, not a different world, but like I love a good 12 minute YouTube video where it's like. I love a video that earns all of its 12 minutes where it's just like real slow. The piano is just tinkering behind it. It's not in a hurry. <laughs> Although I, I don't watch much on YouTube, except for I, I've watched a couple concerts on YouTube over the weekend. I kept Googling like, can I watch this show that I went to and loved? And then a couple of them were there, like the Miley Cyrus and her dead pets show that was up there in full from the factory. I was like, this is fucking sick. But I yeah, told you about that's what I do rod. on YouTube now. I told you about the hot rod circuit show that like I found a clip of them playing and I was annoyed because someone was standing in the front row blocking the band from whoever was filming. And I was like, this fucking guy. Oh, it's me. It's me in the front row. <laughs> I'm the guy blocking the front row. <laughs> that's awesome. You're just shaving your head. Yeah, just <laughs> they sound real good tonight, guys. What do you think? <laughs> Put that camera down. Show some respect. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll do that for like a weird bit when comedy comes back and just start shaving my head <laughs> on stage. Yeah, I mean, you have that thing. You might as well use it. Exactly. Although, 
when you uh, have to charge it, it has like the percentage of how much it's charged illuminated on top of it. But the <laughs> brand of it's called Pitbull. So when I turn it on, it says like Pitbull 100%. And I just, every time I hit it, I'm like, Mr. Worldwide. Oh my God. <laughs> what a beautiful toy you have. Oh, it's fun. I hope you go on stage with it and it dies four minutes in and you start panicking. It did the first time. <laughs> I was halfway through it. I was like, might as well try this thing. Oh, it's working pretty well. And then it just like, because I guess you had to charge it before. And it said Pitbull 100% Mr. Worldwide on it. Uh, and then halfway through shaving my dome, it was like 0% what's wrong with you. You look ridiculous. <laughs> the novel coronavirus is so amazing. Uh, the, the 230 page coronavirus. Cause it's a novel. Uh, <laughs> the audio book. The audio book coronavirus, the novella coronavirus. Any more books? I don't know. I don't read. <laughs> the pamphlet. The pamphlet coronavirus. The brochure coronavirus. The PDF coronavirus. <laughs> Your grandpa can't open it. <laughs> Finally, it's safe. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's what we do. We got to get this novel coronavirus on a PDF so the elderly can't get it. Because they'll never be able to open it. <laughs> What's this, Facebook? <laughs> we've solved it. Thank God we had you on here, Scott. This is we've, <laughs> yeah. we've saved dozens of lives a year too late. Yep. On many things, but you know, a thinker is probably one of them. <laughs> yeah. I think I mean sober thinker now too. Yeah. And congrats on that. Yeah. Let me wrap up. I brought up all those war stories, but everything is going fine now. I am not still pissing. Like, I hope, like, no one's saying, like, all right, Scott, what happened? Like, I don't know. I'm oh, so drinking. Oh, fuck. I, I, so, I hope you piss the bed tonight after this show and just be like, you walk over to your dry erase board by your fucking door and you cross off the 136 days and you just write a big fucking goose egg and cross that through. <laughs> Just anything like I get in an argument with someone, like, oh fuck, you know, I'm not super. <laughs> <laughs> got an argument because I pissed my bed. Scott, Scott Armstrong teetering on sobriety, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're gonna go buy them a brand new couch. Is like, a, I'm sorry for all the turmoil I've caused you in your life, and you're gonna have it delivered and set up exactly where they want it, and then you're just gonna piss right on it. <laughs> you're gonna kick down the door. <laughs> unzip your fly and be like you ever fuck with me again that's right i am on the sauce <laughs> uh how are we feeling we feel good yeah I feel, I feel great time flies when you're having fun yeah safe from the novel coronavirus the pdf coronavirus dan we're trying to save lives that's right pdf coronavirus <laughs> PDF coronavirus, dude. Uh, now at uh, feelfeelingsyoutube.com. YouTube, because we have a YouTube. <laughs> uh, that's being presumptuous. Uh, see, you're you're talking about these people having video games. We don't even have YouTube. Uh, I don't want people. I'd have to get ready for this. You see this giant zit on the bridge of my nose? I've just been playing with the entire video. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people would actually get to see this. That's true. We wouldn't have to put it in the show notes. 
Dude, I was kind of, so like my hair was, I think it was pretty like similar to your length until like November when I cut it. But like anytime I saw like an Instagram from you, I felt like competitive. Like, <laughs> my hair is longer than his. Sounds pretty humbling. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how I feel every time I see your, your posts of just random old rock person doing live shows. <laughs> so you know I'm drinking. If yeah. I ever start posting more than one Steely Dan fucking story on my Instagram, like, <laughs> Pull it off the wayward. Yeah, I just remember seeing like six story posts in a row of like three seconds apart of one like Jim Croce show, and I'm like, all right, all right, well, no, skip, skip, <laughs> skip. If Scott, if Scott Armstrong is drinking Scotch whiskey all night long, all night long, <laughs> and then driving behind the wheel, we know he's been drinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If Scott dies from a DUI, he's probably been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but no guarantees. No guarantees. But good no, I just took too many nicotine laws. He <laughs> <laughs> was revved up on nicotine. He was like, it's not as good as cigarettes, but they get me there. <laughs> Dude, I love these. I stopped because I was like being a little bitch teen. And I was vaping with the jewel for a while. Mm. But uh, then I started running and I was like, well, I can't put that shit in my body. Anymore. I was still getting fucked up, but I was like, well, I cut the vape out of my life. So, <laughs> so how, how long were you were you building up to running to run the dick pattern the other day? Oh, you were oh, close actually, to the dick oh, pattern. I today. finished that today. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. I'll post that in my story after. But um, yeah, that was totally um, incidental. So. I went out and like I went like on mapmyrun.com and like put some foreskin and like a urethra on it for my run today. <laughs> so I went out and it was the strangest thing because the urethra is just a small line if you've ever seen a penis. So <laughs> I can't say I that gotta, I have. No, Scott, describe one, please. <laughs> yes. Why is this podcast about my body? I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's been about your body for 50 episodes now. <laughs> I'm very humble. Actually, no, I'm not humble. That fucking drives my ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the worst thing we could be doing right now. <laughs> so you put the urethra into Matt My Runs. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but so I went out for the run to do it. And like for the urethra, I decided to like turn around run like 10 feet out and 10 feet back and there's just a family like what the fuck is he doing because i just got <laughs> there then turned around and then just kept going <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing i was like oh, i'm just making the urethra for my uh strava piece <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad you accomplished it i'm sure it's a fine veiny member that you've worked very hard on <laughs> Be sure to rate, subscribe, and tell a friend about Feel Feelings with Danny and George. You can follow us over at Feel Feelings Pod and even leave us an audio message at anchor.fm backslash feel feelings. As always, if you ever feel some heavy emotions and feel like you don't have anyone to talk to, don't hesitate to reach out to us or call the numbers we have in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Wasted Robot Network. For more information on this and other podcasts, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Robot Records. Good news.